You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hey, Liv. (laughs) You know, even Winona Ryder was found guilty of shoplifting. (laughs) She was way more famous than that Angela Ball fella. (laughs) She wasn't even in China. She was just at Saks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> hey, Liv, you want some cheesecake? No, 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 no thanks, Mr. Creedon. <laughs> hey, Betty, get Liv some cheesecake. <laughs> Make it a pumpkin cheesecake for Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving's coming up. And you know what, Betty? Give Liv some extra whipped cream. Your gratuity depends upon it. <laughs> Hello! Uh, and thanks for downloading the two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 148, the pre-Turkey Day edition. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. I, uh, it's, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's on its way, Liv, and as you know, Thanksgiving is a key holiday in the DeSantis clan. Are y'all going to the Poconos? Yes. Yes. Headed up to the Poconos. And you know what I haven't... Are you going to get there fast and take it slow? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I haven't resigned myself to the fact that... I'm I'm a I'm a new age entrepreneurial worker. You're making me right? want to sing Rush now. He's a new age man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own boss, right? I work on contract. Yeah. I, you know, I have a slow season and a busy season. You're part of the gig am- economy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And but I still can't break like the traditional chains that bind, right? Yep. There's no reason why I shouldn't be up in the Poconos right now. Yeah. Last week was a really slow week. I probably had about 20 odd hours of work to do, which I did. Um now I should be supplementing that doing, you know, mediation stuff. And I was in court this week and what and whatnot. But like I should really be I should really be taking advantage of the downtime because the downtime is getting less and less, but when it's here, it's mine to take advantage of. Nobody I don't have to answer to anybody, you know, I don't have to cover for anybody, nobody needs to cover for me. I should really just be like, ah, fuck it, man. I'll I'll take my laptop if I need to do some work, but let me go do that in the Poconos. Yeah. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that I have the dogs, but that's only a small portion. Because if I had asked Ange, she'd be all over watching the dogs. She'd watch the dogs for a month, you know? So that's not really... uh, You're tied into these conventions. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And I don't know how to not. And and I don't know if I ever will, because my family is a very conventional family. Like, my grandparents, you know, my grandfather was a... You know, civil service cop. You know, he worked till he was 65, retired at 65. 
you know, did retired guy things, uh, ultimately not for, for very long, um, you know, as he, he fell into ill health. My uncle's a civil service, civil servant cop, you know, he retired at his retirement age. You know, my dad, who was a little less traditional and worked a little longer, and but still was like he went to a job. He, you know, he got Your up in the morning. Your dad's still working, he isn't he? Yeah, and he's still working and he's consulting and he's doing... Yeah. You know, he's doing his own thing, but it's still a very traditional, you know, traditional kind of regimented, uh, you know, experience. Um, so I'm not, and like, you know, my brothers are teachers, my sister's a, you know, a social worker. I guess she's a little less conventional. She doesn't necessarily have an office, but, you know, she has vacation time and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'd be probably better served if i embraced it right yeah sean reardon used to say i um why would i wait till uh i was 65 to take it easy and play golf i'm much better at golf now <laughs> that's what i used to tell people in law school when they would make fun of me about being so much older than them when i was like seven eight years old i was like well you know all that you know when you finally you're like 65 and you you got all the time to do all your shit well, I got to fuck around my 20s when you could actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? True. You don't have all the health problems and stuff. Even if I wasn't doing anything great, at least, like, if you're able to be careless, it's a hell of a lot better to be careless in your 20s than it is in your 60s. <laughs> oh, sure, the stakes are a lot less, right? Yeah, it's like, a lot less. And, and you can actually go out and carouse and stuff, you know? And there's other people your age range who are still attractive you know <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a way better deal to be fucking off in your 20s than it is to be fucking off in your 60s and 70s in my opinion <laughs> so true so true and none and during that time especially for you right you did you weren't saddled with the law school loans yet yeah so no. you didn't all you had to do was make sure that you had uh your well, school loans, Syracuse loans, notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, you had to make sure you had your 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 housing, your food, shelter, and clothing covered. Yeah, and I should have done a lot more, you know. But back then, I was scraping by just to pay for the housing and shit. You know, <laughs> I forget who I was talking to about it, but uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe Curacao came up. Yeah. Right. And they're like, "Oh my god, that must have been fun." I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, in theory, it was fun, but I didn't take advantage of it. I didn't. I didn't do a good job of being a guy who lives in the Caribbean because at the time, whatever, I was focused on working and trying to, you know, trying yeah. to excel professionally, make some money. And then you leave, and you're like, "Oh man, I really fucked that up. But I'm gonna make up for it this time. I'm gonna work in the city. I'm gonna get a good job. I'm gonna do." You know, A, B, and C, and then you fuck that up, and then you're like, "Well, yeah. I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna learn from that experience." And then, you know, you just continue to fuck things up. So, best to uh, have enjoyed yourself at a time when the fuck ups are a lot uh, less impactful. Yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, it's, it, I mean, like I think about it, it's like, oh man, I should have traveled a lot more. But I didn't have money for traveling though, because that's still expensive. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. but and um, I mean, I wish 
stuff was as cheap as it was when I was living in Boston, even though it was expensive for where I was living at the time. But compared to now, problem is I was only making like 30 something thousand dollars a year back then. You know? Right. <laughs> but I would have had an excess of money if I would have been making, you know, the money I've been making for the past few years, which isn't even like that much in my opinion, but it's just a lot more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It frees yeah. up a lot more, but I remember I was up there, I was like, all right, my share of rent was six-something a month. It was like, and, and the thing is, they, you know, they're taking out the taxes, and by the end, you get out, it's like, all right, I can basically drop $100 on, on living, everything, not just going out, $100 on everything per week. Because I was still, because it was up to me to save money, so I was still like, putting portion of my money in the 401k and stuff, you know, trying to be responsible, but it's, um, you know, but whatever. I went and lived in a different city and stuff. I didn't care. And I didn't have the stress of law school and building a career, uh, dragging me down for friggin', uh, five or six years. So, Hey, I'm happy with it. I didn't go friggin' bartend and sleep on a hammock in Hawaii like uh like Drew and Sean, but whatever. <laughs> I could although I don't think I could have done what Drew does, you know? No, Drew's lived in like Copenhagen. He's lived Hawaii. like a vagrant in Brazil, you know? Yeah. I mean he yeah. lived like I mean, working in a kitchen in Brazil, think about how low like kinda <laughs> <laughs> how low in the socioeconomic ladder in America a lot of work in kitchen is. Imagine what it's like in a basically a third world country. Right. <laughs> right. It's like he must have been getting paid like a dollar a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's done like fucking crazy ass shit. It's like that's the other thing. I know I could never live like a basically a nomadic scraping by lifestyle. You know, some more power to Drew for being that guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the upside to this extra time that I have outside of the Poconos is that I get to uh, plan my meal. Yeah. So, so you know how you know how the uh, Thanksgiving Poconos goes. Everybody has to. Yep has to produce a meal for the commune and in recent years it's got a little messy it's got a little confusing because not everybody stays you know that that's the other thing man thanksgiving i remember when thanksgiving was like you got a half day on wednesday and then it was thanksgiving on thursday and then friday saturday were oh at your job your holidays even like when we started this pocono thing like everybody went up wednesday yeah, mostly because of the job, but everybody went up like Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Um, Angie and I would go to Thanksgiving at her parents or her family's, depending on who had it, and we would drive up, you know, late Thursday night. But now it's like Thanksgiving, it's a whole week holiday. Yeah. You know, whether people are taking off vacation days or they're just their offices closed or whatever. So it's a little more confusing these days because you never know who exactly is going to be around and so that means some kids are in play sometimes the kids aren't in play um you know this 
these people eat this and that those people eat that and this group does this and this group does that. So it becomes a little harder, but I kind of take a, a least common denominator approach to my meal and make it as fun and accessible as humanly possible. Do you do the breakfast? No, I do um, dinner Okay. Friday night, except if I have Bell's palsy. Yeah, your sister does breakfast, right? My sister does breakfast. Did a casserole or whatever. Yeah, so she does Sunday morning breakfast. Okay, um, which is which is a little bit of um, it's hit or miss because people take off on Sunday. Yeah, that's moving day on Thanksgiving yeah. holiday. Yeah, and they get off. People get off early. Like they're out, they're out. The yeah, door. no so one's really sitting down. Some people just want something. Oh, I'll just take some back and bring yep. in a car or something. Type and that's shit. my sister does like a casserole thing. She usually does it in a yes. crock pot over the night before, and that's kind of her thing. I so Thanksgiving is is um, nothing happens before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the official kickoff to the to the uh, to the food pantry festivities. So uh, Friday morning is typically my brother Josh and Michelle, and they Josh is the is the is the culinary wizard. I was gonna say that. it's gotta be good though too if it's Josh. He he does a lot of like staple <laughs> breakfast staples in bulk. And because his kids are picky eaters, so like he'll just do scrambled eggs, tons of sausage, tons of bacon, and like some type of breakfast pastry. Right, so it's yeah. just like it's there. My meal is is usually Friday night, and that, if I do say so myself, is usually a usually a hit. It's a fan favorite. Yeah, fan favorite Saturday morning. Um, is usually Jeremy and Melissa, and they do breakfast, but they haven't been staying up the last couple years, so it's just kind of like there's this void on Saturday, like nobody really eats a organized meal uh, for the breakfast, and then Saturday dinner is family dinner, and we usually celebrate my birthday, so... um. There's two quandaries this year. One is a personal quandary. The second is a family quandary. Uh, and the personal quandary is what What am I going to make? Yeah. Every year I try to, to do something that's fun and, and they can enjoy it. Past recipes have included um, uh, waffles and uh, chicken and waffles, fried chicken and waffles. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, make your own pizza. Make your own grilled cheese or um, pick your own grilled cheese. Construct your own grilled cheese. I'll make it. Um, I've done a pulled pork. I've done. Where you uh, actually smoked the whole pork like overnight smoked, or something? All yep, day? Smoked the whole, yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, I did um, a couple of create your own type of things. Those are always big. Those are big, always big hits. Last year, I did about six pot pies, a variety of, of pot pies, all made with Bisquick. So okay. it was kind of co- easy, but it was like... Yeah, I think you told me about that. 
obviously, because we have this show every year. That's the thing that that I always get myself in a little deeper than I should. I've always got like 15 pots going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bite off more than you can chew. Right, and I'm doing it myself, and it's, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, and I get a little stressed. But I I try to make it so I have fun. This year, I'm at a total loss. And I'm at a total loss because people uh, are looking forward to it. I had uh, I'd heard through some back channel conversations that, uh, that they were really looking forward to what I had planned this year, and I got nothing. I got bupkis. I I got zero. I was thinking about uh, gourmet uh, peanut butter and jelly bar. Okay. Like, go get really, like, artisanal breads and even artisanal white bread. And yeah. Really highbrow. If you do that, you know what you got to do? You got to get, like, cashew butter and almond butter and shit, too. Yeah, okay. All right. So, a variety of peanut butters, a variety of high-end jellies. Like, to, in my opinion, the best jelly is um, is not, Knott's Berry Farm Jam. Oh, okay. I usually eat, I eat Smucker's strawberry jam generally. Okay. All right. Um, it's very farm. Yeah, I know. I, know, I haven't had that in forever. It's good though, right? It's got the little yeah. pieces of, of the seed in it. See, that's but always like, one of the issues why I've never. I used to never be a big fan of having all the stuff in there, you know. But but I know it has its appeal, and sometimes like I'll get strawberry preserves because I do like having the stuff in there, you know. Right. It, yeah. It adds and flows depending on my feeling about it. Yeah. So, but what else would go? Bananas, obviously. Yep. You could even Butter. do banana and fluff. Fluff, marshmallow fluff. But what else are you talking Like, um, you should have some Nilla wafers too, as like the little after. Because I think about that when you eat them. You know? Seems like a good uh, post peanut butter and jelly cookie. I love Nilla wafers too. Okay, uh, queen the palate kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking about right. we eat with that. You know what I eat when I eat my peanut butter and jelly? I eat cheese. It's because it kind of goes. If you ever have cheese crackers with peanut butter on it, it kind of it has a good yeah. mix. So it's a good thing to eat, like as your, you know, as a. Yeah, you know, sort of like chips to a regular sandwich, you know? Yeah, okay. What about... Um, In the big ones, they make the big cheese. It's not sweet. Is there like a soup that would go with peanut butter and jelly? Because like, if you have grilled cheese, you have tomato soup. That that kind of goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Because it's got to be... I can't... Th- I wouldn't... Obviously, we eat vegetable soup or something. Because um, I, I, I don't want to just like... I don't want to half-ass it, you know. Yeah. And to and to me, uh, just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich isn't going to cut it, regardless of how fun it is and how many different ingredients there will be. Like I did make your own tacos one year. Um, Angie and I did make your own tacos one year. Yeah, and um, that was a huge hit. Like, yeah, people like stuff like that. We had fish tacos. We had turkey Actually, tacos. Actually, I made shrimp tacos last night. I'm going to eat the rest of them for dinner tonight. We, I think we might have had some shrimp. All right. Nice. Um, First time I ever did it. We went all out. Yeah, we nice. Out. And, you know, for some reason, the, the peanut butter and jelly ha- translates well to, like, station 
preparation. You yep. know, you can just lay out all the stuff and people can, can kind of make their own. Um, but I, I just, I'm not feeling it. I think that would be forcing it, you know? Yeah. So I got a couple more days to figure that out. The second quandary we're having in the... And what do you drink um, with it, too? Sorry to interrupt. I mean, obviously milk, but and it's going to be cold, so you want to have some hot chocolate, too, I guess, for the kids. Yeah, see, right. So now it's like I'd probably have a couple, like, also, you know, uh, like a little chocolate morsels or something you know it goes well yeah. with peanut butter but now it's basically i've just made a dessert bar <laughs> basic well that's the problem because peanut butter and jelly is like a say it's a savory i mean it's a sweet sweet yeah. and savory i guess technically but i mean you there's really no soup that goes to it unless like you're gonna give some you know i mean you're not gonna eat tomato soup obviously with peanut butter and jelly. What kind of soup would you ever eat with peanut butter and jelly? I can't think yeah, of a sweet soup, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um I got a couple more days to think about it. I have to I have to fry a turkey uh for Thanksgiving. So that's oh, kind of my 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 focus. Um I wanna get through that first. Um yeah. so we'll see. I'll keep you posted. The other the other quandary we're running into uh, for Thanksgiving is when, if and when, to celebrate my birthday. Because this is the odd year cycle where my birthday falls on a Monday. Yeah. And Thanksgiving is early this year. Well, it's I mean, it's always the the same. But... Because the second was a Thursday, Thanksgiving falls on the 23rd, where normally would fall like on the 26th, 27th, or 28th. Um, and the the what complicates the problem is that my dad does not remember when my birthday is. Well, he doesn't remember he the actual date. He does not remember the date. He thinks my birthday. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. My dad remembers when my birthday is, and according to him, my birthday is, uh, is November 28th. Why, were you born midnight or something? <laughs> no. Here's the problem, is that when ATM cards first came out back in the in the mid-80s, yeah. um, he got his first ATM card, and they had instructed him to not use birthdays as your ATM pin because they're, that's easily hackable. Yep. What they had suggested was take a number that means something to you and increase it by one. Ah. So he took my birthday, which is the 27th, and yep. made it the 28th, and took Josh's birthday, now stay with me, which is the 17th, and made it the 17th. <laughs> so his ATM yeah. pin... Was Wait, what my was birthday? Josh, Josh's was the seventh. He made it the seventeenth. No, Josh's the seventeenth. He made it the seventeenth. So halfway through the process of creating his ATM, he forgot the instruction and screwed it up. Oh, okay, I got you. Like Josh's, okay. he kept as as the, as right, the actual but yours. Birthday. He changed, so he's confused about whose birthday is what because of that. Exactly. Exactly, because he so knows he one of them is the he knows one of them he didn't change. Yes, exactly, 
Exactly. And um, he's convinced himself over the years that my birthday is on the 28th, which to my to in my mind that is proof positive that I am not regardless of what my siblings may think, uh, I'm not the favorite DeSantis child because if I was, he would remember that my birthday is on the 27th. He just remembered it anyway. It would have been so ingrained in his mind before he got the correct ATM card when you were 10. <laughs> right. Correct. Now, in all fairness to him, in his mind, my birthday has been on the 28th. For for three times as many years as it was on the actual birthday. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. So uh, he thinks my birthday's on the twenty eighth, which would be the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. He had declared that this year we will not be celebrating uh, my birthday in the Poconos, which is bullshit. Because no matter when it had fallen, every seven years my birthday is going to fall on a Monday. Right? Yeah, it's a yep. cycle. Um, even when I was in college, we would celebrate it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cause the family's just all around. And as I got older and when I was a kid, we obviously would have a birthday party. I'd have a birthday party for my friends or whatever. Uh, when I was really young, my mom would throw a party for like the family and my both sides would get together, but that didn't last very long. When you're a little kid, are- you get the two birthdays. Yeah. You get the intimate family one at night, and then you get the one with all the kids in the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. But as I got older, it was it was fine by me. It was easy, and I liked the fact that we recognized it yearly without any issue. Like Josh is October seventeenth. I mean April seventeenth. Like, I mean, he gets the shaft. You know, like we're never together as a family on April. In April yeah. On April seventeenth, you know. So I'm fine with that, and that's just kind of the, the way. Way it, way it goes, but Phil Phil declared this year that was not for some reason that was not uh, that was not in the cards. Uh, he was overruled, thankfully. But because <laughs> my my mom really decides when when those yeah. things, you know yep. when those things are go down. So we're on, which is great. It'll be you know Saturday. We of course, because it's not like he's gonna be the one who's planted and getting the cake and all that anyway. So it's like, right. hey, he's just here anyway. Right, you know, exactly. as all dads are basically. <laughs> so the Saturday night dinner is is the family dinner. My mom usually makes like ziti or something, and Jeremy and Melissa historically have come back to the Poconos for that day. So they'll come for the family dinner. That's kind of like. It's kind of the way. Wait, what do they do? They go off to her parents. No, they just go back to their house, which is. And they dodge having to make meals for people. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, if it's a, <laughs> if it's a dodge <laughs> meal thing. I think it's it's more like dodge people. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. Yeah, I mean, you know. They're a little more reserved. I'm all down with that. Last place I want to be is hold up with my family anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's a it's a personal preservation instinct. You know what I mean? of your sanity. (laughs) Correct. And it's a lot. And it is. Yeah, especially with they got the kids and then yeah, Josh's kids, it's probably too damn much having the police all that shit on top of 
just being part of a family to begin with. <laughs> it is a lot. Now, from my perspective, I look at it as that, to me, is is the whole point of having a family and you kind of let a those... childless bachelor. Yes. You let those <laughs> well, he has to do this one time a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has to be around screaming kids running around and playing shit once a year. <laughs> yeah, I can use and, and I can easily go to my bedroom and close the door. Yep, uh, and, and like when I was like when Sloan was a lot younger, I, remember I, used, I used to be like, "Oh, that's the great thing about being an uncle—you get the kid riled up and you just leave." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, like I got—I remember I was in the Kmart. It was like—it was like a year after that Fantastic Four movie came out, and they had—you remember the Hulk smash hands? They had Thing smash yes. hands. They were on sale for like five bucks because they've been sitting there forever. I was like, fuck it. And I bought them and I brought them over to So I was like, here, Sloan. And I was like, later. <laughs> and I'm like, go buy her some shitty loud toy and leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And during the formation of this whole family tradition, um, you know, is right when like the kids are like, you know, five and three three and one and you know it's just it's it is it's absolute chaos um but, but as they get older so last year uh jeremy and melissa and their youngest went home i think thursday night but they left uh their oldest Artie, and she stayed with us until they came back on Saturday for dinner, and then they took her home. This year, Vera is um, is four, so she's like it's like hit or miss. Maybe she would stay, maybe she wouldn't stay. Which yeah. which is which is great for me. That's like the kids are fun. No offense to to my brothers and my sisters, but my sister and sister in laws, but. Uh, the kids are. I want to see the kids. I want to hang out with the kids. So, if they stay, then it's a, uh, it's a win. It's a win okay. from my perspective. So, um, so that's it. That's the big. That's the big plan. My parents go up tomorrow. The only reason they're not up there now is they had something to do tonight. I think. No, tomorrow afternoon. They've got some. They got some plans uh, in the morning, <laughs> afternoonish, and then they take off. And they head up, and I'm. Uh, I'm not Have y'all taken that controversial uh, picture yet with the uh, college T-shirts? <laughs> no, that's so. Is that going to go on next week? No, so that got voted down, and that is no longer, uh, at least for the time being, is no longer in the pipeline. Hmm. That my I, uh, my sister was the swing vote on that and she she went the other way. She went no uh, no uh, college picture. I no, thought they no had reached some picture. compromise involved like a uh, uh some type of alliance between Jeremy and your sister. Yeah, Jeremy was no Jeremy was no college shirts. Josh was uh, college shirts. I thought shirts. the compromise was different than that. I mean, I remember they didn't want the expense of having to buy new college shirts or something. But uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a combination of things, and they never yeah. got to uh, they never got to a negotiated 
okay. negotiated middle. So it just kind of fell by the wayside. T- traditional democracy. Two yeah. two votes to one. Two votes to one. And that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two votes to it's one. Your- I love that. It's like, and it sounds like it's commonly a particular two votes. Your sister's the swing vote, though, huh? In most instances... Yes, when it right, she's the swing vote when it has when it comes to like, I, so obviously I don't have a kid, so I don't get a vote in that particular. Yeah, she's the Anthony Kennedy of the DeSantis family. Yeah, very more times than not, though, uh, it's a it's a three one vote depending on on the topic. We we very seldom fall at a two two deadlock. There's always some discord. Yeah, we, we, we always find a way to push through. And uh, Okay. Generally, and, does and that fall when it's all four of y'all? Does that generally go a certain way? Like, is like are you usually with Josh, or does that go back and forth? No, it goes back and forth. Depends on the topic. Okay. Depends on, on the issue. Um, and, and really, there's never, like, an overriding obstacle. So it's not like you can predict... Uh, if it's a if it's a monetary decision, you can't predict which two or three are gonna fall on the side on your side. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it it very seldom has to do with you know clear cut philosophical or uh, clear cut practical obstacles. A lot of times it's more philosophical. Yeah, it's yeah. something that that that. that that one or two don't find valuable. Um, money is is not often the the issue at hand. Um, yep. So it's um, and that's just kind of how it is because all four of us are, you know, are similar enough, but we're different enough. Yeah. And if you get that sweet spot, we can all we can all agree. And if you get that sweet spot, you get the other side of the of the coin. It's you know none of us agree. Yep. So, um, this is, uh, the Poconos weekend is, like, going into it, it's always one of my favorite times. Coming out of it, it's always one of the more exhausting endeavors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, because it's like one of those things that nobody ever really learns from previous years. I'm probably the most uh, cognizant of year-to-year progression you know how do we make something better how do we do something differently but i'm also more sensitive to the ups and downs yeah Yeah, of a particular issue so i ride it uh you know i ride the wave a lot harder um but you know whatever for the most part there's a great sign in my in my uh at my parents house that says Just remember, as far as anybody knows, we're a normal family, <laughs> which kind of sums, uh, which kind of sums it up. So that's it, man. That's my big, uh, that's my big uh, Thanksgiving plan. Next time we talk, I hope to uh, re- report back with a successful uh, dinner, whether that's peanut butter and jelly or or some other concoction, and um, you know, hopefully we everything else falls into place thinking about bringing a fire pit up this year oh, okay 
That would be good. It's always been taboo because one of the rules of the association is no open fires. Ah, uh, yes. What yeah. we've learned is that a contained fire pit skirts the rule for some reason. As long as you have one of those covers on it, one of those great yeah, cup so. things on it. Yeah. I guess so. The people next to us have like this this humongous pit, like you could skewer a pig in it, and that's always like six foot, eight foot high flames just burst in and nobody says anything. So we were kinda like, fuck it. Yeah, no kidding, man. Like, so I got an old You see a rails floating the Yeah. The line, exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I got an extra fire pit here. I might, I might bring that up. This way, I can. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those ones where the pan comes out of it. Yeah. The actual, the, 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 the part that you make the fire in comes out of it. So then it's useless without that part. So we can lock that away so people don't use it when, uh, you know, when we rent it out or whatever. Because that's the big thing is, is yeah, 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 we're responsible enough, and obviously we'll take. Care, yeah, because you own right. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the college you know, some... kids who are coming there to get all messed up for New Year's or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so. Can't trust those dudes. No, not at all. Um, and that's that's kind of been the uh that's kind of been the MO is don't trust anybody. Yeah, well that's the issue. I mean I always think about the first time I ever learned about all that with the season tickets, you know. Years ago when they had that, it must have been like the early 2000s when it was a Giants game at the end of the season. I think they were playing the Chargers and they sucked. So a lot of people didn't go to the game. People gave away their tickets, you know. And you probably remember this. People and fans in the stands were like, start throwing snowballs and shit at the players on the field. And... They got tossed from the game and stuff, and you know how long the Giants' waiting list for season tickets are? Yeah, exactly. And there were people who lost their season tickets because they gave their tickets to somebody to go to the game that day. And it turns out they gave a ticket to some fucking idiot that decided to start throwing shit, and they lost their season tickets for that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's that's the problem with trusting people, you know? Yeah. So because inherently- I totally understand it. <laughs> Inherently, people are, are, are stupid. And given the choice, they will probably make the wrong decision. Especially, especially the, when, al- when alcohol is involved. Yep. <laughs> when alcohol is involved and they're the idiots, like, yeah, I'll take those tickets, you know, at the end of a shitty season, you know. It's like, oh, God. How terrible is that, you know? I mean... <laughs> All right, you can get back on the waiting list. It'll be another fucking 40 years before you get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Although nowadays, those uh, those Giants fans are uh, are lucky if they're not season ticket holders. Yeah, well, the problem is, I mean, it's like the Redskins. How often do Redskins suck? But the, seat, but the waiting list is still forever, you know? Yeah, because like you don't get rid of them, and I see people do it down here. Because I know there's a waiting list for Saints tickets. You'll see like on Craigslist, selling all the rights to my tickets for the year. You know, like people don't want to get rid of. They want to still hold on to tickets, although they really don't want to go just because they don't want to have to get back to the end of the line and shit. Yeah, right, right. 
Hmm. So that's what I got uh, going on. What do you got? Anything good? Uh, nothing much, man. I trust me. You know, I got nothing good going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> no crazy well, holiday plans. Staying local. Well, if you uh, if you find yourself with a few extra minutes to spare, you could uh, tap into and sample the first legitimate two sorry excuses podcast special which i put up um i don't know earlier this week maybe yeah later, don't late tune last in week. don't tune in expecting to hear me fredo sanders went rogue on this one <laughs> so i promised uh as we approached our 150th episode and 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 sailed into our fifth year of existence um, I had promised some new stuff. I was working on a couple new ideas, just things to keep, you know, just just things to keep it fresh, you know. And one of the things that I always wish we could do a better job of uh, is staying closer to the athletic program. Personally, anyway, me staying personal yeah. co- closer to the athletic program than I do because. This year's football season, while we're only going to be 500 at best and probably miss a bowl game, uh, because we'll uh, did you watch the game short. over the weekend? Oh, that was awful. Um, the Wake Forest game, it was awful. Oh, Wake Forest. No, I didn't watch. Oh, uh, well, you should. Well, did you see my photo? At least I did a nice did. little um, Photoshop. <laughs> I did, and I took it that I didn't miss anything special because we probably played like. Well, I'll say this much: I know you want to keep up with that like program, but I do sense that I probably watch a lot more orange sports than you do. Yeah, no, you do totally, <laughs> totally. And one, I want to keep up with it once a week. Can converse about it at least casually. Yeah, um, uh, as it you know would be a part of our our routine or a part of our you know existence, Oof. but. What problem the problem I had is the football team really kind of snuck up on me. They were uh, they they are a good football team. They 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 have a solid foundation to be a good football team. I think Dino Babers uh, is headed in the right direction, and we have a couple wins and a couple games this year. That was like wow. I wish I had put on my calendar to watch the Clemson game, to watch the Miami game, to watch the Florida State game. And while we lost two out of those three games, uh, we still played well. And I listened to a little bit on the radio, and, you know, I followed it. But it's it, it snuck up on me. I wasn't ready to be a football fan again this year. I don't want that to happen with the basketball team. So what I did was I got in touch with the folks at Orange Fizz who, I, you know, if, if Noon's Magician is, you know, is the, is the David Letterman of Syracuse blogs, Orange Fizz is like Craig Ferguson, maybe Conan O'Brien-ish, right? I follow them on Twitter, yeah. They're they're a little more nichey. Um, they're more student, technical. Yes, they're not jokes. a little right. They're student run, so their personality as a website isn't developed because yep. they turn they turn over after 
you know, every two or three years, they've got a new a new student body. Yeah, they're more journalistically focused as opposed to making snarky blog posts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they're all new house kids and they want to be, you know, the next Bob Costas or the next yeah. Bob Rico. And I respect that. Um, but it does have a little more flair than the Daily Orange. Yep. You know, so you get a little more analysis and you'll get a little more insight. So I had listened to the Orange Fizz's um, pre- basketball preseason podcast while I was doing some work. And it was very well done. And this kid, uh, Tyler Aki, uh, who hosted the podcast, just really seemed like. A real pleasant kid, real knowledgeable. He got me at uh, talking about um, talking about the the freshman on this year's team. Um, who's the kid from Canada? O'Shea Brissett. Okay, he's talking about Brissett. He's, and part he's of, good. He is good. Part of Tyler's analysis was uh, he was doing a little homework uh, and he talked to a Canadian scout and the Canadian scout said Brissett reminded him of A, B, and C. And I was like, this motherfucker is a college kid and he went out proactively and had a conversation with a Canadian basketball scout. Yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty solid. Um, so... That's the type of quality that that the Fizz delivered in this preview, but it you know it goes on for about an hour and they really do some in depth stuff. So I was like, man, I wish I just had that analysis in fifteen or twenty minutes worth of worth of material to comprehend because I'm not going to remember all the shit he. I couldn't even remember Brissette's name, and he's you know he's one of the shining stars of this year's team. They got some good freshmen, man. The kid from Slovakia. Yep, Marek Dolezal, and the kid from um, well, he's from Africa originally. I forget. I don't know what country he's from. I don't know if he's from Nigeria or whatever. But he went to St. Ben's in Newark, Cedar Bay. He's gonna yep. be good, man. He's a shot blocking machine. So, I said, well, you know, it would be great is if we had this kid on, and you know, he talked for yeah. about twenty minutes or so of. Of the things that you would need to know to just be a 43-year-old casual fan. Hold on to 43 as long as you can, man, for another <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to talk so, to him again in 10 days because you're going to need – what do you need to know to be a 44-year-old casual fan? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he he breaks it down as best I could. We kept it. We kept it very – Kept it very casual. Uh, you know, we didn't get too deep. We didn't talk about any of the silly nonsense that, you know, that isn't valuable to somebody in our position, right? They didn't yeah. break anything down. They didn't talk numbers. They didn't talk stats. Or he didn't talk numbers. He didn't talk stats. Essentially, yeah. I asked him to give me the lowdown on what I need to know about the top two or three players. And he covered Brissett, and he covered, um, he covered uh, Dolaja, and he covered Sidibe, and obviously we talked a little bit about Tyus Battle. I asked him for his overall prediction, how are we going to look. He said, "Listen, we're 
where a, a new team, they need to gel, we're picked 10th in the ACC, expectations um, are shouldn't be that high, we're probably going to be a bubble team, maybe on the outside looking in, he doesn't expect us to have a big run in the ACC tournament. Then I asked him for the two or three games Without that I respect, need. We haven't had any run in the ACC tournament yet. We haven't won one game in the ACC tournament yet. <laughs> I guess he's not going out on a limb there yeah. then. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I asked him for some games that that I need to mark my calendar for that I should be excited for. Just give me two or three games because that's all I can commit to. And the three games he gave me told me everything I needed to know about the season. Number one, he tried to sell me on the upcoming game against Oakland. <laughs> Oakland's okay. not a bad team. I know that much. Okay, that was his that was his stance as well, that they have uh, one or two uh, very good players who should have gone to bigger programs, have come out of the Chicago basketball uh, machine, and they'll that'll be a very competitive game. Then he tried to sell me on Syracuse, Connecticut, and then he tried to sell me on Syracuse, Georgetown, to which I called bullshit on him because I'm not that far removed from the program to know that both Connecticut and Georgetown suck. Yeah. His response was, well, you're an old guy. Don't you just want to relive some of that Big East magic? <laughs> yeah. we better, they sucked last year and we lost to both of those teams, man. So right there. Wake right Forest there. sucks and we play them twice. They're 0-2 they're now. So uh, now I got there on my calendar is games that we better not fucking lose. Right. Because they lost right. to Liberty and they lost uh, some other shitty team in their opener, you know? So he's not even telling me I need to watch the Kansas game. He's not telling me, oh, you know what? By February, we'll be running into form and we've got UNC and Duke back to back. Like, he's not even selling me on a bigger picture. He's trying to get me to watch UConn and Georgetown because he thinks that that's what I want as an alumni. So I knew our season's in trouble when he sold me, when he was trying to sell me that bill of goods. So I don't have very high expectations. But I had fun with the kid. And that's cool. really, at the end of the day, I What'd was y'all talk for like 20 minutes or so, you said? Yeah, about half an hour. We, okay. played, uh, we played a little game. I gave him a couple, uh, couple trivia questions. Uh, and you know what? Sorry, I'm just thinking of the basketball team. I was reading some depressing stuff today, considering all our shortcomings, like namely Toreen Thompson deciding to transfer uh, the week school started. Um, I'm sure you almost have covered that, huh? Uh, no, no, that's we were so surface on our on our discussion and our analysis. It really was my my objective. And directive to him was make me sound smart enough when I talk to people who actually do follow. Yeah. You know? Um, this was like the My Fair Lady uh, treatment for Sanders so they can bring you yeah. to a proper orange gathering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, so I know that, that, that there'll be some things that you'll get a little more heady on. Um, you know, there's some stuff that 
you know, somebody who is a bigger, uh, who has a little more time invested in general. But this will get me through a conversation with Reardon. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about Mike. Yeah. I always question how, you know, because I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little disappointed. Like, they'll be like, like when the Clemson game happened and BP sends out this mass text and respond, it's like crickets, you know? Like, and I know it's the football program, but it blows me away. You know, it's like, all right, I know you might all have families and stuff, but you didn't even, you, you're not even checking the score or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's, I think that's a perfect example. Yeah. You know, of of a guy who is not following it really to any degree. Yeah. I just want to be able to, to, to have a conversation with, with, with him and, and have some knowledge base. Um, but my real, the real goals. I, Don't do this to I, impress Mike Reardon, please. <laughs> I had two goal. I had two goals. One was to perhaps increase our reach. Yeah. Right. Our listener base has has really gone off the charts these last couple months. I don't know where people are finding us, and I don't know if they're enjoying it or if it's some technical glitch that just keeps re-downloading the same episodes to Fredo's phone. <laughs> but this kid, he's a new house kid, and I've got enough chops in the broadcast journalism world from on my professional in my professional dossier to kind of make it seem like I'm a little more tied in than I really am. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do the I do the old Iron Eagle sports broadcasting camp as one of my clients. You know what I'm you wondering know? the other day when I was watching one of the games oh, it was the second game. Um who were they playing the other night? Uh, Iona. And okay. when you watch, when you stream the games now, I don't know if they might did this last year, but when you stream the games, it's through the ACC network. But the halftime show is done through Newhouse. They have students doing it, you know? Yes. So yes. Um, this week during the Iona game, you know, uh, they had given um, Mike Tarico got the Marty Glickman Award. Uh, this week, and so they had all these luminaries at the game: Bob Costas, Sean McDonough, Bethany Owens, and obviously Mike Tirico. So at halftime, one of the Newhouse kids was interviewing Sean McDonough, and his name, his last name was Eagle. And I'm wondering if it's e- Ian Eagle's son, because I guess that's yeah. possible at this point. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's his yeah. son. He's a son. Because I don't think of Ian Eagle as that old of a dude, but he's older than me. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it must be Iron Eagle's kid. <laughs> yeah, it's his son. He's he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's yeah, been there. It's crazy. It, it really is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm hoping to increase our our footprint, and really, the most important reason is um, I want to keep that Syracuse pipeline open. Yeah. You know, I I get along well enough with college kids. If I t- want to take a road trip up there. I wanna, I want somebody who's uh, has their thumb on the on the social pulse, or in all real in reality, it's able to get into Fagans as somebody on my somebody on my contact list. 
able to get in legally, you mean? Yes, legally. Because Great. obviously, from the last time I went to Vegas, there's no problem getting in there. Like, you're not standing <laughs> in line, apparently, anymore. Yeah, correct. <laughs> get in get in legally. Yeah. Come and, and chat. Blew and, me then, away, and they all just accept it. Oh, well, this is the way it is now. It's like, wait, now it's just an empty bar? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. They must be making very... a shitload of money on food. Yeah. <laughs> With extremely, uh, extremely expert polished brass tops. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the kid was cool. The kid was cool. He's he was uh, awesome. he's very polished, very professional. The, the, he's a the se- quality. He's a junior. You said he's he's a junior now. Yeah. Okay. The quality of the content is actually pretty good. He um, he's you know he he's used to doing this kind of stuff, and we do some fun stuff. I. We play a little. Uh, we play well, I know a they game. do what the Fizzcast or whatever, right? Yep. Yeah, he's their director of radio. He's the guy who's out front. Okay. Uh, on all of their. Uh, so he was like in the Newcast studio, Newhouse Studios or something like yeah. a recording yeah. suite or something. Yeah, he actually went and did it from a recording suite. It was okay. great. So what games did y'all play? I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. I- I convinced him. I didn't convince him. I alluded to the fact that we regularly play a game with our guests. Although I, um, you listen to the episode, you'll you'll appreciate the beginning. I I tell him we don't normally have guests, um, because <laughs> the one guest that we did have uh, set us back to the Stone Ages. Um, Newhouse and alum, I, uh, and I blame it on Kyle Rennan. Yes. yes, exactly, exactly. Sure, you um, you can use the full name. <laughs> so, well, because I used his name during the podcast, I explained oh, okay. to him. <laughs> you bad mother, you double bad mouthed him this weekend. <laughs> correct, correct. So, um, but I told him we play a little game on the podcast called uh, Four Questions. Uh, and I ask him a series of four questions, and uh, each one is worth 11 points. Perfect score is 44. Um Let's, uh, you know, let's do you, you want to play the game? He's like, yeah, sure, sure. And it's a mix of like standard trivia questions and, you know, subjective, uh, you know, f- subjective viewpoints, which confused him a little because he didn't understand. The first question was a straight up trivia question. The second question was, what's your favorite SU athletic memory? And, you know, he kind of broke you know, broke character for a second. It's like, hey, hold on a second. How do I get scored on that? And I was like, oh, clearly he's never seen whose line is it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. I just make Where's it up. Where's this I just kid make from? Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Chicago. Tyler Aki is his name. Okay. Um, That's always pretty- a question. Figure out because, you know, like, because uh, people, when they're not from, like, the Northeast or something, you know, like, my connection to Syracuse before going there. You know, you don't have... You know, the further out, you know, it's a question. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just people yeah. like like the Peterses were very into Syracuse. I know you, and more so even Josh, right? Was yes. A bigger Syracuse fan, but the further you are away from it, the less likely you are to have grown up as like a Syracuse fan. You know, which is true because his answer was, "I have not been around this program all that much," and he. I don't. I think he drew between uh, the Clemson win and the Final Four. Yeah, um, yeah. Where, I mean, where, which are two great memories. I mean, yeah. especially well, what until, happens as a freshman, though, like that, because that was that would have been his freshman year, the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. 
So, I mean, those are two legit, but other than that, he said, you know, I don't really have that much. Although, you know, they've they've accomplished some stuff outside of the two major sports um, that are kind of cool. The women have been fun, and if you're on yep. campus now, um, I think it's probably pretty cool to like the women. Uh, the yep. soccer team. Yep. Uh, I know they have a little bit of a cult following. With The uh, cross-country team is friggin' ridiculous. And lacrosse is always, yeah, you know, is always is always top notch. So, um, yeah, but, the uh, but, when we were up there, the soccer games, those are a big deal now. Yeah, people go the guys, the game. You could hear the game going on in the distance because he's not that far away from the soccer stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember talking exactly. to Howie Goldberg, and he was. You know, because he was talking about going out there for it, and it's a big scene. You know, people go tailgate for it now, and they have a real powerhouse soccer program now. And but the cross country team won the national title a couple of years ago, and that was a new thing. And then they had an article about them like a month ago or so about you know they've the coach has built this cross country powerhouse program. It's kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. And I think that's like that's the kind of thing you can do with like a small niche sport at a major university. The worst part is, I'll tell you this: you know who's responsible for all that shit for us being good at all these Olympic sports now? Daryl Gross. Yep, that was his big <laughs> thing was to bring up the Olympic sports. You know. Yep. Because he yep. came from USC. You know, it's always those West Coast schools that. You know, you look at like UCLA, Stanford, USC, those schools are always very good at Olympic sports. <laughs> Listen, it's like I've always said, he had the right idea. We just didn't give him the time and <laughs> commitment to follow his path. No, I think that was <laughs> <laughs> I think so, a former ESPN friggin' exec's the perfect guy to have as our friggin' athletic exactly. director these days. Exactly. I've met that guy. He's oh, yeah? a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's yeah. a fun guy. Uh, Corey Brand. Are you familiar with the uh, with the fair Corey yeah. Brand? Yeah. She, um, she was a Gamma Phi Beta um, during her early years. Her What's that? I'm familiar with her name. I don't know just from conversation. I actually meet her, but the name's familiar. Her, her early years were defined as her... Um, uh, defined by her role as a Gamma Phi Beta sorority sister and friends with Lou Gossett Jr.'s son. Oh, yeah. And He's her later years... He's class with me. Her later years were defined by her uh, relationship with one Matthew J. Soep. Oh, nice. She used to date uh, Soep. Yeah. Um, and she worked at ESPN. That's... That's the whole point of the story. She worked at ESPN for a long time. She um, worked under Wild Hack. And okay. We used to go, Peters and I used to go to the ESPN Christmas parties as guests of Scott Pentney before Scott was uh, married. Yeah. Uh, or had a girlfriend or whatever. I actually went with one of his coworkers. <laughs> Some poor chick was strong-armed into bringing me every year because uh, – I wanted to go with Peters because Peters was Scott Pentney's date, and it was a big deal. Like this party was a crazy party. Oh, I'm party. sure it was ridiculous. And that poor and girl's probably like, one year I would like to just go with an actual date. Right. right. And it's like reinforcing everything she hates about life at this point. I got a great he, job. I got this great party, and and I don't even have a real friend. I gotta take. I gotta take my coworkers. 
best friend's <laughs> college buddy. <laughs> and it got to the point where, so I only lived up there one year, but I went to this Christmas party three, four, oh, maybe five years. I don't know. At least three years. And Peter stopped going. Was it actually, Be- was it in Connecticut? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You had to stay in a hotel and it was at this place called the Aqua Turf, which it was like four different buildings. So you could have like four simultaneous weddings, but it wasn't just like a banquet hall that they cut down the middle. There was like the ski lodge room and the iceberg room. And the, like you'd go to different parts of this complex. It was like a campus and the ESPN folks would bus you in. You take a bus from like the campus or whatever. It was a huge deal. And, you know, I've, I've broke bread and I've, you know, shared drinks with Chris Berman and, and, uh, um, Kenny Main and like everybody went. Nobody blew this thing off. That's how impressive it was. And, um, I went for at least a year or two after Peter stopped going because, I strong-armed my way into being this girl's date for for many years after Jeez. after the novelty had worn off. I was somewhere with Peters one time, and I had mentioned the p- Christmas party. He's like, wait a minute. He's like, you still go to the ESPN Christmas party? <laughs> if she didn't get laid off, I hope she is now taking a significant other to that event. Well, I'm thinking maybe I should find uh, her number. And see if they're having a Christmas party this year because I had a lot of fun when I went to those Christmas parties. Yeah. It was a very good time. Free booze, free food like you wouldn't believe, dancing to like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was a, an old school Christmas party. Yeah, like the ones you imagine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, John Wilde running is- around with a lampshade on his head. Right, right. <laughs> My uh, real quick, just a, a silly aside. Um, uh, who is the uh, Steve? Steve Levy. Steve Levy. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about guy. ten years ago, um, but he was still uh, one of the one of the Sports Center anchors. Yeah, but he's always been a hockey dude. Like he loves yeah. hockey. I know that because even when they had no hockey at all. You know, they, he'd still, he, he was the guy. yeah, but yeah, he's the hockey guy. He was standing over to the bar, by the bar off to the side, kind of by himself, just kind of like waiting for somebody or nobody. I don't know what he was doing. And I started to walk toward him and he got, he perked up like, you know, when you're like alone and, and lonely and somebody's coming to be with you, like. You know, you you preen a little bit, like you know, your chest perks out, you smile, you become, you take a welcoming stance. Yeah. And all I wanted to know what time it was because I had to catch a bus with back to the back to where Scott Pentney had had uh, parked, and I had lost him, so I needed to make sure I caught the right bus. I felt really bad because he was genuinely receptive. I could have stayed there and talked to him for a few minutes, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he would not have, you know, he would not have brushed me off. Um, but I feel bad. Somewhere, maybe he's telling a story about. Wait, what know. happened? He, you start talking to him, and you told him you had to leave. Yeah, yeah. I uh. went up to him, and and you know, he's extended his hand to shake shake my hand, and I just said, "I'm sorry. Do you have the time?" <laughs> <Is> it, yeah. 
Oh, you never even said anything other than Dastard for the time? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> it is really funny bad. when you're foisted in those situations by, you know, it's like, it was like when I went to the NBA party with Pat and I was talking to Steve Kerr and stuff. It's like, you're not even supposed to be here. You know? Yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And they're all nice to you because no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah, exactly. And they don't, and it's like you're gathering that big and like, (laughs) yeah. And for all he knew, you know, I was some new executive producer that they had brought in and I could have been somebody important and he was willing to, you know, to, 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 to give me a chance, give me benefit of the doubt. And, uh, I just needed to know what time it was. I felt really bad. <laughs> like, when, uh, that whole thing happened with me and Steve Kerr and I was telling fat Pat about it. You know, I was like, I was like, dude, I was so drunk and I felt so bad. He was being so patient with me. I'm finally, I was like, just go, just go. You know, I was, and I apologized to him, you know, cause I knew how drunk I was at this point. And, right. and I just grabbed him as he just happened to be walking past me on his way to the upstairs VIP area. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Pat's like, yeah, thing is, he doesn't know. You could be some like dude from like a, a major sponsor or some shit. So he can't piss you off. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just thinking of myself as some drunk asshole who's annoying Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least one of you is right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he's probably like, oh, that was a drunk asshole, but he might be an important drunk asshole. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, times. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. that's funny. You should see if you can get back to that party. Yeah, I'm going to try now. Uh, uh, Man. Now that it's in my head, I'm gonna see what see what I can do. Scott still works for ESPN, right? Scott Scott still works there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Linda, I even remember her name. Her name is Linda. Well, I hope um, you remember her name after like a <laughs> party. With her. How many times did you go with her? At least three. I'm gonna say four. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd remember the name of somebody you went to the same awesome party four years in a row. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, they had even taken a break. She had even gotten rid of me because there was one year where where Disney bought them and did a bunch of layoffs, so they didn't do the big blowout party. That's what I was wondering. And then big round of layoffs just in the last two years. Yeah. So um, when they did the first round of layoffs, they didn't have the big party, but then they brought the party back, and I re-upped. Okay. So she got rid of me. Yeah. And then I, I worked my way back in. That's why I want to say that. I'm I sure it's probably optics floor. more than anything why they didn't do the party the first time after all the layoffs. Yeah, not like yeah, they couldn't afford right. the party, but it's like, uh, you really want to have this big party with all these people and they're like, Oh yeah, all our buddies just got friggin' canned. Exactly. <laughs> That's totally why. Because it's Disney, they can afford it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, we're cutting back, no party this year. It's just like, no, you can't have the, you can't throw a big party after you just let go uh, a thousand people or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, guys, keep it down. Just a few friends. Yeah, go in the basement to keep the lights down. Yep. So, all right, man. On that note, that's good stuff. I'm gonna, um, I'll, I'll try to listen to that thing next week when I'm on the bike. Now that I know that. See, the problem with listening, usually I don't bring the phone with me into yeah. 
Jim, the other day I had it because I was expecting the doctor to call me back, and it really sucked because it was like weighing me down because I had to keep watching the phone, you know, and make sure I don't <laughs> forget it, you know. Uh, right. I usually don't have it, but uh, I only go for like 20 minutes. If I'm reading something, there's a few more pages I want to finish. I'll end up going 25 minutes sometimes. But knowing that it's that long, that's long enough that I can listen to it while I'm on the bike and not feel like, oh, I still got an hour to go like our normal podcast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I can't listen to our shit on the bike because I'm not going to ride the bike for fucking three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, the podcast uh, the, the, the podcast special is good because it's short. It's only half an hour. I'm curious to listen to it anyway. But, I mean, it is serious just because I've had – it's been a really hectic week and, you know, and this whole vision issue screws everything up too, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. All right, man. All right. Well, um, how long have we been gone? About, about an hour. The new Skype doesn't tell me this information. <laughs> it's, uh, I got an hour and uh, 13 minutes, but we probably uh, we're bullshitting a little. Uh, it really doesn't. We're, oh, there it is. You got cl- You know, I hate when they update shit and it's not as friendly, uh, as user-friendly as it was before. <laughs> You're right. Yes, exactly. You know. Exactly. All right. Yeah, we, oh, we've been going longer than I expected tonight. With uh, apologies to Girk's brother, we will uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, and uh, happy uh, Friday, Fredo. Happy Thanksgiving, Fredo. Yeah, well, do y'all so- when is when is El Salvador Thanksgiving? Text me, Fredo. We want to know. Mm-hmm.